Hello everybody, welcome to an episode of Fun with Flame. I am your host, Daniel the Flame. And today's episode, I am going to talk about uh, the recent release of the CGI um, uh, semi-live-action Lion King movie. That um, <laughs> well, it wasn't even live-action at all, but the uh, re-release... Um, remake Lion King movie that came out and the only reason I feel like I needed to make um, something talking about it is because of the fact of how much uh, of how heavily how much of a big impact it's happened um, it's having on you know both sides of the spectrum of people looking at it and dissecting it um, critically wise and it's 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 amazing to me exactly how much people are essentially going into the movie talking about their disdain for it because of its lackluster acting um, and everything else that's wrong with it. Um, now if you want to see, um, hear my opinion of the movie, I've already made um, my own review of it. Uh, it's a podcast titled, um, I Can't Believe They Messed Up, uh, How Could You Mess Up Akuna Matata? Um, if you look back, you'll probably be able to see it, but uh, shameless plug aside, the uh, the reason I feel like speaking out on the subject is because of the fact that most people are kind of generally once you've heard one person's uh, interpretation of the movie, they all seem to fit the exact same trend. Um, no one really has anything different to say. Whether you're listening to people who are praising the movie, which are they're just constantly praising the. Uh, what is it, the, uh, the the graphics and how great the movie looks in terms of giving you that feel that, yeah, they're, they look like they're real lions. And people who can't stand the movie who are saying, like, you know, lions don't have any facial expression. Lion King is a very emotional movie, and this movie has absolutely no type of emotion whatsoever. The, and like, the, the fantastic CGI and all the the nice looking animals is great and everything, but they completely missed the tone and the depth that Lion King had, blah, 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 blah. Everyone generally says the same thing. Hell, even when I did my review, I hit on the exact same key points that I've noticed other people talking about. And I was sitting there, I was like, like, yup, that's, that's the same thing I said. But aside from that, the reason I wanted to make this episode is because of the fact that no one is talking about something that I felt that, you know, it seems like it's just, like, it went over everyone's head. Now, I, myself, noticed it from the get-go, but my my review was a review of the movie, not necessarily an overall look at what's happening with these remake movies, um, or essentially with Disney in general. And for the most part, uh, whether you like Lion King or you didn't like Lion King. Disney won. Now, I say this with the idea that people still want to go see the movie. Realistically, if this movie, if you generally wanted this movie to do bad and to just, to, to be the symbol that showed Disney that yes, we won't take you, uh, making these remakes anymore if you're going to ruin these movies that we hold dear and love you know 
and not put the care into actually making them the way how they should be made or just trying to make new movies at all and just leave these masterpieces alone because they're animated leave them alone and just you know go about being Disney make new movies um, the fact of the matter is that people went to go see it when it was when it was released the fact that people went to go see it on opening night and that so many people attended and then had so many views, uh, um, you know, like opening night and it sold however many tickets or whatever, however much it made. I'm pretty sure it made in some of the millions when it first opened as much as it got, you know, harshed on critic wise. It didn't change the fact that people were going to go. You had half of the public going to go see it because it's Lion King and that's the a beloved animated series that they wanted to see redid and redone because that's what Disney promoted. And then you got the younger generation who were getting to see another Disney movie. So you got people who are taking their kids to go see it so they can witness and be immersed in Lion King and love it the way how they loved it. Cool. Like I said, Disney won. They won because people went to go see it regardless. And however they felt about it, they still paid their ticket. Just like everybody else did. So because of the fact that you paid for your ticket and Disney got that money, that sweet, sweet money, the thing that makes their world go round, it's the proof that they won and it's the bigger picture that a lot of people are missing in terms of exactly dissecting what Lion King meant when it was when it was came out now one of the one of the arguments that you would hear a lot um, when people are trying to defend this new Lion King movie was the fact that it wasn't it was essentially made to introduce Lion King into a younger audience a younger generation and they're not the kids who grew up watching it like we were, so now you got these younger kids growing. That is complete and total bullshit. I say that's bullshit because of the fact that Lion King came out in like 1994. That's, that's not that long ago. Not in comparison to something like um, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Maleficent, Sleeping Beauty. Those movies came out a long time ago. Uh, Jungle Book. Those movies came out a drastically long time ago. Longer to long ago to the point where essentially if anyone in my age group is to be a fan of it, you're essentially in a whole other bracket of a generation that shouldn't even realistically like that movie or let alone know about it to be able to be like I can take my kids or this new generation to go to a movie to see it and be like, "Yeah, this is something I grew up watching." Realistically, I shouldn't have grown up watching it. My parents just say this is something that they were in their teens or whatever seeing or they watched or something like that. But that essentially is the point. So it's like using that excuse of this is was something meant to to be immersed in a new generation. That's total bullshit. You could easily see the old animated version of Lion King and it still be relevant today. One of the major backing points that I have behind... Um, Lion King being something where it's like that generation crap doesn't work is the fact that most of the voice actors for that damn movie are still alive and that's that's the main that's the main thing Phil Harris is dead he he played Baloo and Thomas O'Malley on Aristocats he played Baloo on um Jungle Book he, he's long gone passed away because that was such a long time ago but Matthew Broderick is still alive now the thing is, is that this movie was not intended to introduce this movie to a younger generation. No, this movie was made solely with the idea of making money. 
period. Making money off of what? Nostalgia. And how do you make money off of nostalgia? You show idiots something that they know about. And then they go, I know that. And then you show them and then you show them the exact same movie. And then if that movie isn't done to perfection, the people who go, I know that, will either go yay or nay. Period. That's just how that done and that's how that works. So the issue that came into play with the Lion King was its lackluster um, acting and the fact that everything was was essentially criticized outside of how fantastic it looked. And it's like, yes, they look like real lions, but you completely missed what made Lion King Lion King all in attempts to more so focus on the fact that you're showing what essentially looks like real animals, which at, in, at the end of the day, no one cared about. Um, well, the, those people who liked the movie, they cared about it, but um, with, with that being the case with this movie, and me going back to the fact that I said Disney won, this essentially opened up the floodgates, or realistically what some of the other movies did, which opened up floodgates, which led to this Lion King movie being made the way that it was. But the nostalgia factor and the money is has generally ruined what essentially would be either new movies or different like something Disney that could something else Disney could do with their time and animation and whatnot. But just generally ruining these uh animated masterpieces in order to cash in on nostalgia by foregoing everything about the animated movie that made it popular or impressive in the first place. One of the things that really uh, caught my attention was when Disney released that they were going to do the Dumbo movie. Now, as soon as I heard that, I laughed my ass off. Why? Because I knew for a fact that they were not going to make that movie the way how it was made all those years ago. We, uh, there was no way in hell you were going to see the Dumbo movie redone in live action. That was not going to happen. Why? Because the main thing about Dumbo um, that a lot of people don't know, or if you do know, then you'll understand why I'm laughing. But the main thing about Dumbo is that Dumbo learned how to fly with crows. Crows who essentially were named Jim Crow, in the sense that they were making fun of African Americans back during that time. And they were criticizing and talking about Dumbo. They even had a song in which they speak jive and they're scatting. And it's possibly one of the biggest racist moments in Disney animated history because this is something that they put on their movie. Not something that was in one of their short cartoons, and they have a lot of those racist short cartoons. But this is something that they put in a movie and they showed it in theaters. And people flocked to it and they loved it. Uh, let alone the fact that Dumbo itself is already a horrendous movie that shows um, abuse, uh, neglect, child neglect, um, showing the, the funnier sides of being drunk uh, off alcohol and things like that. All of these things are taken notice in uh, the Dumbo movie. Uh, by all means, go see the old animated Dumbo movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can find it for free somewhere at your local library perhaps, but the fact of the matter is that when they made the live action Dumbo movie, 
everything in that movie was just hinting towards the actors that they had in there. Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, a bunch of kids no one ever heard of, who were the ones that taught Dumbo how to fly. And I just, I lost it. I just couldn't stop laughing. I was cracking up. And there was absolutely no reason whatsoever to go see this movie. Because it's called Dumbo, but it's not Dumbo. Which is the exact same thing that they did with Jurassic Park. But the fact remains that they made money off of Dumbo because people went to go see it because it was called Dumbo even though it was not Dumbo. So, what does that, what exactly does that mean? Well, like, what's the point that I'm getting at? The point that I'm getting at is that we essentially are in an era right now where we have allowed Disney to keep making crap. Now, I say this while being someone who I love the Lion King, the original Lion King movie, love it. Like I legit could damn near re like re say the um the whole movie word for word without even looking at it. Um, you give me a song and I can sing it just off the top of my head. Hell, I still listen to some of the songs today. Not ashamed of it. Be prepared as my jam. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll rock it. I'll bump it every day. But it's just the simple fact that they took what I essentially held as a big time, um, don't want to say emotional, but a huge influence in my life. A movie that I literally grew up with. And then on the pretext of a remaster or a remake, they were to re-release it. And then... The new version that came out is something that now, when you speak about the movie, that's what's referred to. So, essentially, it's almost as if my childhood be damned. Make way for the new stuff, because that's where the money is. That's where the stuff is at. Which is, is a disgusting fact that, you know, that, that, that's what it is. It's disgusting, but again, like, that's... that's it's just what it is. So, with that being said, the the argument should not be, you know, after the fact of the movies. It essentially should be before the movies even come out in the first place. Because as long as people still pay to go see these movies, regardless of how they feel about it, you know, it was like knowing beforehand when you see the trailers you see you you hear you know tidbits here and there people who already seen it and they're like well you know the movie did this and it's like oh okay I'm still gonna see it though and it's like no don't <laughs> you don't you don't have to you please don't <laughs> and and essentially we, we we're at a not a crossroads because it's in, like it's not going to change at any point in time because the the shit works it really does um Take taking the case in point, the new Mulan movie that's coming out. That movie has already they've already stated that um, they initially had to go back and redo the script. One of the reasons why it took so long is that they initially had to go back and redo the script um, because at one point they had her actually be trained by some white guy in Asia for some reason. But they went back redid the script. They decided to keep more in tune with the original animated movie, which is something that they should have done in the first place, but I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, to keep more in tune with the animated movie, which is what everyone loved, and just would be a fantastic thing to see in real life. 
And the thing that made me want to go see the movie is that they were like, they wanted to focus solely on the, they wanted to focus more on the action. So they were going to have actually fantastic action scenes. They were going to do a lot with the fighting and things like that. And it was like, that's cool. That's something that you can do. A fantastic way to stretch out this movie. The parts in the movie where they actually fight, you can stretch that out, put in a fight scene, and now you have a, a longer, fuller movie that showcases Mulan. Here, here comes the problem. Uh, one of the things they wanted to do was to take out uh, all the music. They essentially took out all the, from, for the most part, they essentially took out all the songs that are in the Mulan movie uh, for the live action remake. Um, Make a Man Out of You is by far one of the best Disney songs to ever be created. Um, and I believe that the idea of taking Making a Man Out of You came behind, you know, a decision that is generally something that Disney is pushing for currently. That is another uh, propaganda thing that a lot of people aren't really paying attention to or looking at. Um, but essentially is the whole uh, cashing in on women's right and, uh, and, and girl power uh, essentially, uh, propaganda. Uh, not propaganda, but uh, essentially just cashing in on the idea of trying to when when women speak out about their own beliefs what they stand for and things like that Disney is cashing in on that by alternating things that they've already had done or stated in the past so when they redo them and remake them they slightly tweak in it that way as to not upset anyone but at the same time it would it would be more beneficial if they was just create something new and apparent that had strong female protagonists, but instead they're taking their old female protagonists and then turning them into these strong, independent female um, protagonists. And it doesn't fit within the confines of the story that they made for these characters because that's not who these characters were in the first place. Now, Mulan is not such a character, but the context of the song Make a Man Out of You is something that can be taken in that light. The song is relevant to the story because it actually showcases and talking not about uh, not necessarily about turning Mulan into a man, but under the pretext of Wu Shang making men out of the soldiers whom he's supposed to train. And the subtext is the fact of him saying making a man out of you is also putting in the underline that he's turning Mulan into a man or a more believable man since she's pretending to be one while fighting in this army. So that's that's the subtext in Make a Man Out of You. But the importance of the song Make a Man Out of You is that it's used during the um what is it during the montage of her training sequence um throughout the movie. Now, like I said, the song itself is actually a really, really good song. Love. <laughs> but the idea of taking the song out uh, with, you know, in my opinion, with it being the pretext that you don't want to upset anyone because of the whole, uh, you know, women, um, independence of a woman or the strength of a female character and things like that. 
but that goes against this movie that you're remaking in the first place because that's literally what the movie is about. Is It's about a woman pretending to be a man in order to fight for the honor of her family because of the fact that she's not allowed to because she was a woman because it is ancient China and she had to pretend to be a man but at the same time she's not equipped nor does she know how to fight in said army and that song literally just showcases and displaces all of that by allowing you to see that yeah she wasn't she was she spent most of her time you know being a free spirit and everything but is essentially all like she wasn't allowed to train in swordsmanship or practice fighting or nothing like that but now under the tutelage of Wu Shang she actually got a handle of actually being a fine warrior and and essentially, what it's just what this movie is doing by taking that part out. Uh, like you see what I'm saying? Like that song has an actual grave importance to the story and the flow of the Mulan movie. And by taking that out, you're ruining a lot of elements that made that movie the Mulan movie. Now, the other thing about that um, is that they're also taking out Mushu. So, he's not going to be in there. One of the elements in this movie that, again, is of grave importance. Mushu importance lies in the fact that without Mushu, Mulan is not a Disney movie. See, a lot of people don't know, but Mulan is actually a real-life story based off of an actual Chinese hero um, who existed. So, if you're so without Mushu, you literally take out everything in this movie that would make it a Disney movie. Aside from the original story, which can only progress because of the musical numbers, which is one of the things that keeps it Disney, as well as the fantasy element, which is one of the main things that keep it Disney. Um, hell, every Disney movie has some type of animal in there, whether they talk or they don't. Uh, but this... Taking out, like, but I'm saying, but I digress. But taking out Mushu, like I said, takes out the element, takes out all the elements of this movie that would make it a Disney movie. Then all you're left with is this um, action movie based off of Chinese characters and uh, an actual Chinese hero in person. Now, if that is the case, why not make a movie that is literally about the story of Mulan? Not. A remake of your version of the story of Mulan. If you're going to take out all the elements that make this movie your Disney animated movie, or similar to your Disney animated movie, then why don't you just make it? Why don't you just make a movie based off of the actual story of this character and do justice on that front, and then go with the guys of what we're trying to do it is you know keeping it real to the actual character. And, you know, so we're going to do all this stuff and take everything out. But it is the story of Mulan. But this is the actual story. And then with that, you get more, uh, you know, A-OK -okay from Chinese characters and different actors and things like that. Hell, go full circle and make the whole movie in both English and Chinese. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't... I don't see how that could... Like, it seems like that might be hard, but I don't, I don't really... Like, it's Disney. Like, they wouldn't have the money to do that. But, you, you, you see what I'm saying, right? But the idea behind them doing what they're doing to Mulan 
before Mulan even comes out. It should be a red flag when it comes to going to see this movie. People are going to go see this movie with though, and it's going to end up exactly the same as it did with Lion King because that's what keeps happening every time people go to see these remake movies, which is that you just have two separate, like you just have two groups at the end of it, those who hate it and those who love it. Those who love it only find one particular thing to praise about the movie, and that's all they're going to praise about the movie. My guess is with Mulan, they're going to talk about the action. Shot in the dark, they're going to bring up the action. So much action. Oh, how we love this action. Shot in the dark. And then just going to talk about so much how they love her being this um, independent woman or strong female character, which is what Disney is hoping to cash in on the most. And um, most likely everyone's going to talk about how it doesn't have the things that they like. There is no song. The character development didn't make any sense. Um, where the hell is Mushu, a pivotal character who actually forces the story to go further, and their way of forcing the story to go further didn't even make any sense. But it made sense when Mushu did it, because he was a believable character, because he was established in the movie in the first place. So, you know, there you go. But, you see what I'm saying. You see what I'm getting to. And it's like, it's so obvious what these movies are going to do, and how they're going to play out from the stuff that you're given about them when they first come out and everything like that. But the issue lies in the fact that as long as you keep going to see them, they'll keep making money to make more. Don't watch remakes. Watch the original. It's, it's, it's a simple concept, yet the idea behind it is so far-fetched from this current generation, from people who are constantly looking at new movies, new TV shows, the next best thing, stuff to just immediately jump on and talk about over and over and over again and that is the main issue but it's something that everyone seems to be missing because everyone's just dissecting the everyone were dissecting the lion king movie down to its to like almost to its last scene i was seeing people just go at it from some of the craziest aspects but it's like they were totally true but that only applied to someone like me who knows and loves the original animated movie but, and it's like, the counterpoint behind that is just that, dude, this is what Disney wanted, you know? <laughs> it's like they were never going to make an exact replica of the original, not in the direction that they were going to do. The dude who directed it, I mean, when he did The Jungle Book, it was okay for him to do The Jungle Book the way that he did. Um, when I talk to people about it and I tell them how much I didn't like Lion King, they were like, well... The Jungle Book was pretty good, and I, I just smile and go, yeah, sure. And and it's only because I understand that, realistically, like the point I made before, Jungle Book is such an old movie that one there wouldn't be too many fans of is still running around today. And at the same time, that movie itself did not, it was not a shot-by-shot, -shot, exact, perfect remake of the original Jungle Book. They took a lot of liberties with the story, and they changed the way how a lot of characters act and behave. Fine. But at the same time, that's not Jungle Book. It was a different movie entirely, and realistically, if you wanted to make that different type of movie, then just make that type of movie. Don't call it Jungle Book. You see what I'm saying? While as you have something like Lion King, and one of my big faux pas with Lion King is the fact that almost every single voice actor that was a part of that movie is still alive. Another case in which you, you know, that furthers my point when it comes to Disney just doing everything for the money. Uh, 
lied with the fact that um, they promoted the movie by saying James Earl Jones will reprise his role as Mufasa. But at the same time, they stuck Beyonce Knowles as Nala. Now, Beyonce hasn't acted, for my knowledge, in such a long, long time. <laughs> but she is currently one of the biggest stars that's out singing that has some acting under her belt. So then, Disney being Disney did one of their bigger faux pas, something that Robin Williams used to be um, upset with, that he got upset with them about when it came to Genie and how they promoted Genie um, under the guise of him doing his voice and then promoting the movie like that. But, and then they did that because it made money. And he actually fell out of sorts with Disney for years because of that. But they did that because it made money. And then they kept doing that for years. But the problem is, is that they still currently do it today, and they did it for this live-action remake. When, again, most of the people who did those roles are still alive. Um, when they did the animated movie, they're still alive. The idea behind taking a character and then giving them a voice of someone famous in order to cash in on that person's popularity because of the masses who sit there and they're essentially are blatantly ignorant to anything outside the spectrum of that's my favorite person I gotta go hear them speak you know you they, they cash in on that that's something that they 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 suck that they suck that well dry but what could have been far more coherent if it was for someone who supposedly loved the original movie and they really wanted to get it a shot by shot scene by scene and deliver that impactful feeling that the original Lion King had they would have painstakingly went out of their way not to just get James Earl Jones, but to get uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, uh, Nathan Lane, damn it, uh, the original voice of Scar. These people whom are still alive and kicking are known actors. They've done this these parts before. They can reprise their roles as these characters, bring them back to life, Show them to a younger generation to where you don't have Lion King different. You know, it's not Lion King Plus. It's Lion King, again. But this time, you know, now, now we have it in this semi-live action version. You know, we have these different looks to these characters, but it's still the iconic characters, still their iconic voices that were, that were brought to life before. It's... It's disturbing. It, it, it was like disgustingly disturbing to me when I heard that James Earl Jones was going to be Mufasa again. Because then it was like, James Earl Jones is going to be Mufasa. And I was like, oh, and all bets are off. And then it was like, um, Childish Gambino is going to be Simba. And I was like, oh, then we got ourselves a crap show. Because Simba was Simba. Danny Glover is not Simba. He's not a known professional voice actor. He's not someone who's brought, who can bring Simba to life. He's just currently popular. That's it. You know, it, when you look, when you take a step back and you look at it, every, all the pieces of the puzzle fix, um, fix, <laughs> they, they fit. And what it fits into is basically a giant, giant dollar sign. 
Um, so the cast was chosen based upon the fact of if they could bring in money, not if they could act. This was shown in the movie because no one could act. <laughs> Everyone was terrible at voice acting. All the lines that were delivered were stale and bland. No one was able to encompass any of the emotion that is felt in the actual original freaking Lion King movie. Uh, and then it was shown that in the movie itself because the lions don't show emotion the way how humans do. Yet, if you look at the original Lion King, the lions are anthropomorphic, so they have human features. That's what brought it home when they did the things that they did. When Simba saw Mufasa dying, he cried. He had tears. When Scar was overlooking as um, Mufasa was trying to save Simba, it was a worrisome hope that his plan was coming to fruition. Is Mufasa going to die? Is Simba going to die? Is this it? Hey, these things were important in that movie, but they were overlooked in this movie because of money. Because of money, because of greed, because of everything. So, it was like, who we get to play Simba? They had this young kid who's on a Tyler Perry TV show. Doesn't really have a lot of acting experience under his belt. Um, is a supposedly a good singer. I didn't hear it. Um, but he can sing, supposedly. Um, and he hasn't really had a lot of acting under his belt. You know, and it's like, okay, well, in contrast, who is he going up against? So, let's see. The original Lion King, they had Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Kid who's been acting since Lord knows how long. He's been in movies up until that point. He was on, um... Tim Allen show working on a damn sitcom that's doing an episode every week, you know, so it's like that's constant work that he's doing and he's putting in and then them telling him to deliver emotional scenes on the show and he was able to do it. He couldn't even do that on, on full on um, home improvement. But <laughs> he did that when it came when they when they needed him to do it on Lion King, he was able to do it for Lion King. I'm serious, like, there's an episode of Home Improvement where, it, like, he thinks he might have cancer. And it's like, it was like, what? Like, it, it's it's cringeworthy because of how, how their acting was. It was weird. And it was like, the whole episode was weird. They're making jokes and things like that. And it's like, he might have cancer. But, hey, it was the 90s. <laughs> but then you have uh, Nathan Lane being Timon uh, then the duo Timon and Pumbaa. Essentially, that was the something that when I, um... When I looked at the movie, that was the thing that I took away from it the most in how disrespectful Disney is in terms of foregoing what made their movies great in exchange of uh, bringing in what they could cash in on. Uh, in the new movie, Timon and Pumbaa, Pumbaa's played by, um, what's his name? <laughs> um, Seth Rogen. He's played by Seth Rogen. Timon is played by a comedian I've never heard of before. And I'm pretty sure he's famous, but, you know, he's not black famous. So, you know, <laughs> he ain't that point where, you know, black people even know who he is. He's just a comedian. So, um, when I heard them speak as they played the roles of Timon and Pumbaa, it became painfully obvious that this is not Timon and Pumbaa. These are not characters trying to, and and it's like, and then when it, when I felt it with them, it resonated. The whole movie resonated exactly the same, and it's like this is not Timon and Pumbaa, not because of the voice, but because of the mannerisms and the actions. They're acting like Seth Rogen 
and whatever his face is, pretending to be Timon and Pumbaa. You know, it was like they were doing not their like not an impersonation of Timon and Pumbaa, but someone saying, "Hey, like uh, Seth Rogen, talk like Pumbaa," and he just speaks normal, and he just says something about bugs. And everyone starts laughing and clapping. And they go, that's such a Pumbaa thing that he would say. And that's essentially the feel that you got from the movie. Problem is that that's not Pumbaa. Pumbaa is already an established character. He's already had his moment. You're, you're trying to do this character justice. You're trying to bring this character back to life. You're doing this remake under the guise that, you know, you're redoing this movie. But... When it came to these actors actually delivering and giving a damn for doing their roles or acting like these characters, they did not do that. They weren't being those characters. They were being these actors playing another role. But these characters have already been pre-established. So, for the most part, you would either have to get the original actors who played that part or get these new actors to act as if, or you were to find, not get these new actors, but to find the right actors who can actually encompass that role and bring to life this character the way how they were supposed to be brought to life by the previous person who's done it. When the movies were animated back then, they had to record the voices before they could get the lip movements and everything. So, those people were those characters. When they did what they did, that was the character. You see what I'm saying? While as with this movie, you have a character to go off of and then you make and write whatever you want to fit within the confines of the actor playing the character. That's not the character. That's the actor. See, and that is an, an even huger and bigger issue because this is starting to become more and more apparent within these remake movies that they're doing is that they're taking a hell of a lot more liberties in which they can just reshape this character entirely and then slap on the name of an old animated movie and then show it to people and then they just sit back and watch the sparks fly as you have people who actually know what the older version is talk about how this is nothing and then you have people who are looking at the new version in whom are rather paid by Disney much like Rotten Tomatoes, like you think Rotten Tomatoes is a totally free site, um, critic site that is, aren't influenced, like they've been influenced critics for years, fuck out of here, but in uh, the other side are people who sit there and they like just freaking lick the bootstraps of Disney and praise them on this achievement and how they were to take a movie that essentially was old, something that they did, and it was the past, now they should look towards making new movies, and they just go, wow, it's so great that you was able to bring this movie back. Now, with these up-to-date people doing the voices, and they're changing the way how the character actually is. In fact, I felt like I was watching an entirely different movie. Then make an entirely different movie. That's, that's exactly what she was watching. You was watching an entirely different movie. The difference between the Lion King movie and a lot of the other ones is the fact that this one was a shot-by-shot rendition. Well, it tried to be a shot-by-shot rendition of the original Lion King. And it just was so much more apparent at the blatant sleazy attempt 
at that Disney had at just doing whatever they can marketing wise to cash in on the idea of Lion King coming back being put in theaters it's the the movie that's one of their biggest critically acclaimed movies of all time one of the best Disney animated movies of all time bigger than movies that they've done years ago like just one of the best movies that people remember to this day in hell in Hold Disney in such high regard because of said movie. And there was just, you can just tell that they was just like grasping their hands, waiting for that money train to come. And that's exactly what happened. So, what essentially my main point behind everything is, is realistically, don't go see these remakes. These remakes are not necessary to watch as soon as they come in because one there's already a movie that exists that shows you everything you want this might be something alternate and new and different but it's not what you want it to be it's not what Di Disney can do better they're, they've done better this phase that they're going through right now where essentially remakes are their main priority and superhero movies are their main priority is horrendous. It is it's terrible because they're oversaturating their own field with just crap. And it's just either the exact same thing done over and over again or something that's slightly different, but it really has no substance whatsoever. So I just say don't watch these movies. You don't need to see them opening weekend. You don't need to give Disney that satisfaction of looking at these movies or pertaining to them as soon as they come out. Realistically, because I know most of the people do it, you can wait until there's either a good pirated version to look at online or just wait until it either comes out on DVD where you can like red box it, rent it, whatever, borrow it from a friend. It doesn't take long and it's not that big of a deal simply because of the fact that all you're doing is feeding their minds that they can keep doing this over and over and over again if your kid is constantly whining to you that they want to see the new Lion King or they want to see the new Mulan or Little Mermaid show them the original get it out and then be like alright is that out of your system because what exactly is the appeal of the other movie what is the main reason that you need to go see these other movies it, it there is none there really isn't and the only reason I'm saying this is because of the fact that it just was so apparent that everyone and anyone was harping on the movie and not about exactly what the movie was doing and that's all I wanted to get my two cents in um, it's just it was just something that it, it hit me and it's like as I'm looking at all these critics and different people talking about them like is anyone gonna like just look up and be like you know I know why Disney made Lion King like this yeah essentially everyone just sat there and said this is what happened I know what happened this is what happened this is what they did this is what they did this is what they did but nobody questioned why did they do it why did they do it? Why are they getting away with it? 
why are we still letting this happen? If we're supposedly these great aficionados when it comes to breaking down movies or looking at them from a perspective that no one else can or just these critics that definitely need to be heard of or heard from in terms of looking at these movies what, what is it? you know like what why won't anyone just say don't go see this movie no no critic I've heard talk bad about the Lion King movie ever even uttered those words but I'll utter, you do not need to go see the original Lion King. In fact, I implore you not to go see the original Lion King. No, I said the original. I take that back. You do not need to go see the remake Lion King. I implore you not to see the remake Lion King. It is a terrible rendition. The original is so much superior. It is a lot better. There's a more things you can see from... Hell, Lion King one and a half is a better movie than this remake. Lion King one and a half is good. Lion King 2, which is lackluster at best because it's a Disney sequel and one of those straight-to-DVD things. Um, it's good in comparison to this. And that movie got Andy Dick in it. But it's better. Jesus Christ. And then I saw Inupendi. I, I like I like Lion King too. It's not, um, it's not that bad. It's not bad, really. Um, but it's just... I'm just, I'm just disgusted with the fact that I'm seeing this stuff play out currently and there's no one saying anything about it and no one doing anything about it. No one's they're not Disney didn't lose any money from the Lion King movie. Regardless of how much people speculated or talked about it. It still did exactly what they wanted to do and I'm pretty sure it made more than enough of their money back. But it's just it's one of those things where it's like, if you stop watching it, they'll stop making it. And that's actually a line from the TV show The Critic, in which he went on this full-blown rant about like movies and stuff like that. Essentially, talking about movies in a cartoon show in the 90s as to how they're still doing the same thing with TV, like with, cart with movies today. And because everything is an endless waltz, and so it's just a circle that goes over and over again. Uh, you think I'm wrong? Superhero movies are the new westerns, like um, <laughs> the exact same thing over and over again. But yeah, and it's like if you don't watch it, they'll stop making it. If you don't pay for it, they'll stop making it. If you sit there and go, "This is crap," from the get-go, and then they put it out, and they get nothing back from it. They'll stop making it. And that essentially is what I want everyone to do. Is just stop watching this stuff. So they'll stop making it. And then hopefully. We can actually get a decent movie once in a while. Alright that's it for me. I'm going to end. This episode of Fun With Flame. Here on this note. I really just felt like getting my two cents out. For um, that topic. And that essentially is it. Um, by all means, look at any of my other podcasts. I update weekly. And yeah, that's about it. This has been a fantabulous episode of Fun with Flame. My name is Daniel the Flame. And as always, folks, I hope you had fun.